The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Plato once said, Those who are able to see beyond the shadows and lies of their culture will never be understood, let alone believed by the masses. And Nikola Tesla said, Today's scientists have submitted mathematics for experiments, and they wander off through equation after equation and eventually build a structure which has no relation to reality. Science is usually systematically falsified for two quite distinct reasons. Firstly, as with history, it may be falsified for political expediency, that is, for the purpose of maintaining and propounding a false paradigm which supports the ongoing political agenda. But secondly, and most commonly, science is often falsified for financial gain, usually directly benefiting the ruling elite, corporatocracy, in some way. But how can this possibly be true? Surely there would be a huge number of people whistleblowing and exposing these perpetrators as the criminals and frauds they surely are. There are indeed a huge number of people aware of and attempting to expose the perpetrators, but as with anything else that contradicts an official diktat, the overwhelming power and influence of those in whose best interest it is to deceive us and who control most of the world, including the media and all its forms, ensures that only small snippets of information escape into the mainstream. However, this is more than enough to paint a picture of reality for those of us who are broadly aware of the ongoing deceit. And this allows us to expose the sordid truth embedded in all the many establishment lies we are able to dissect. There is far more to discover about our universe if we only would set ourselves free from the mental shackles of dogmatic, vested interest science as practiced today in our westernized, wholly materialistic culture. The mega-wealthy, all-powerful corporations with their scun cult logos and ultra-slick marketing hype sell us idols and celebrities to worship instead and slowly but surely bring the entire world under their influence while we tacitly believe their full science and not-so-subtle propaganda. We vote for their controlled politicians, read, watch, and listen to the lies and garbage emanating from the controlled media 24-7 by their heavily promoted, often useless products, gizmos, and gadgets. Listen to their dreary, repetitive propaganda-filled satanic music and watch their sick, dysfunctional TV and movies and generally sacrifice our own souls upon the altar of materialism. And that is precisely the kind of world that suits their insidious agenda and why and how they're able to maintain control over all of our minds and spirits. If you want to learn more truth, stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. 
And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. John Hamer spent most of his working life as a corporate slave to the IT industry before, quote-unquote, seeing the light and finally escaping from the dreary, soul-destroying confines of the corporatocracy around 20 years ago. Since then, he has been a full-time professional, geopolitical researcher, analyst, and author, having written and published seven books to date. His first, The Falsification of History, was and continues to be a great success and established his reputation as a writer of real history as opposed to the usual lies we are fed by the corporate media in all its forms on a daily basis. His latest work, which will be the focus of tonight's interview, is titled The Falsification of Science, a sister volume to his first, The Falsification of History. It was published in February 2021. His website is falsificationofhistory.co.uk. John Hamer joins us from Preston, Lancashire, from Northwest England. Hello, John, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hi, Mel. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am doing great, and I just finished the book, and I uh, I was telling you offline in a good way. Every time I read a chapter, I was wondering. I, on purpose, did not read the index because I wanted to be surprised. And every time I would end a chapter, I was guessing, what is he going to discuss later? Very surprised to have somebody putting so many rabbit holes in one compilation. When and how did you discover that our history, and and that's a topic for another show because you wrote your first book years ago, The Falsification of History, but now we're discussing the latest book, The Falsification of Science. Tell me, how did you discover that our history and our science were falsified? Yeah, well, it's a very it's a very long story, and I'll, I'll try and condense it a little bit. Um, I think the, bit, the the main trigger, just to cut a quite a long story short, I think the main trigger was was nine eleven, which I, I guess was a lot of people's trigger too. Um, but slightly before then, two or three years before then, um, the death. John, you then, you get cut off. You get cut off for about ten seconds. By the way, if you want to repeat that again. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it, it, initially, it was it was it was the uh, the death of Princess Diana that that began my quest and sent me down a few rabbit holes. But it was really nine eleven that there was a, was the main trigger, and I think nine eleven was probably the trigger for quite a few people around that time. Um, you know, it, it just was so obvious to me as I sat and watched those those fake planes <laughs> entering the uh, the twin towers that things were not really as it seemed. And, and so that kind of set me off on my quest. And it was about only about two months after 9-11 that I was actually made redundant from my job in IT. And uh, I struggled to get another job. And so I kind of just fell into research and writing full time. Uh, so it, it really was a, a kind of an organic thing. And, and it, my research led me down all sorts of rabbit holes, to use the same phrase again. And eventually those articles that I wrote as a result of my research, I kind of knitted them all together and made a book which I call The Falsification of History. 
Um, and then the idea to write the falsification of science was maybe three, four years ago. I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a sister volume to that and and, and look at more scientific aspects of, of the way that we've been deceived. Uh, and that's exactly what I did. And, and the falsification of science, which is my latest book, was published uh, last month, February. So um, it's it's fairly new. Congratulations. And by the way, 9-11 was my trigger to other things in the past, but that was one, the one yeah. that really just showed me because I, I always felt, well, you know, how what would a well-intentioned government do this to us? But then as I started yeah. falling deep into the rabbit hole and they did open a million other doors, I thought that, you know, 13, 14, now it's going to be 20 years this year that I would know more. But the more I look into it, the more questions I get. But just today, I heard from a listener, John, who said the biggest brick wall he has is, is his own family. He said, my parents don't have a computer, and the only information they get is from mainstream media. He was trying to give me, to tell them, a, you know, give them a different perspective, and all he got was everything you find on the Internet is a lie. And as you say, he just wants to expose the perpetrators, but since it contradicts the official distat, it's an uphill battle for this young man, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we've probably all been there at some stage, Mel. I mean, I had a, an ongoing battle with my family and friends for, for many, many years. In fact, I was just telling someone the other day that at one point my family tried to get me to see a psychiatrist. I'm going back to kind of the early 2000s now, just after I, I kind of set off down this road. Um, but yeah, I mean, at that time, I didn't really know anyone else who felt the same way that I did. And I was just kind of overwhelmed by the flood of information. And I can only imagine what it's it's like to go back to that period in time now. And, and, you know, for people who are just experiencing that now, I think a lot of people are waking up now because of what's happening in the world with all this COVID nonsense. And uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people going through exactly those same emotions that I went through almost 20 years ago. And it's, it's not a fun place to be as you probably know yourself. Let me read this part. This is from, from the intro of your book, but I think it's important to read it. You say, quote, the quote-unquote scientific worldview is immensely influential because the sciences have been so successful in many respects. They touch all of our lives through technology and through modern medicine, although not always necessary, necessarily for the better. Our intellectual world has been transformed by an immense expansion of knowledge deep down into the most microscopic, microscopic particles of matter and far out into the vastness of space with hundreds of billions of galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. And I like how you put the last word allegedly. And, you know, this is just a, a preamble of what we expect today. But, John, I remember going to Catholic school. It was very difficult to question anything because of the dogma. But shouldn't science be the opposite? It should welcome questions. And, and there's, you know, if there's a new evidence, science should, should change with it. But instead, it has become dogmatic. Is there a difference between religion and science these days? Since science today knows all the answers. The science is settled, as some people say. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, and, and it's an interesting debate as well. But I, I actually believe that um, what you alluded to there is absolutely the case. And science has just become another kind of quasi-religion. And it has, has its own adherence, just like... Uh, just like any any mainstream religion does, or just like any religion does, really. Uh, but science really is has become 
agenda driven. And and what I mean by that phrase is that it always follows the the current narrative or the political narrative. It's not about the quest for knowledge anymore. It's more about portraying a false impression of what the universe, the world is really like in order to perpetuate an agenda. And we're seeing that, you know, today with the COVID-19 stuff that's going on. We're seeing that that's an excellent example of of how that that kind of uh, paradigm is playing out, if you like. Uh, it's it's totally unscientific what they're doing, and science itself has just become a tool for the elites to keep us in this narrow little box of reality that they love to prescribe for us. So yeah, absolutely, it, it's nothing more than a religion, really. And I hope that my book has kind of um, open people's eyes to that that fact and and, and i have demonstrated in in many many of the chapters exactly how they've done that when i think of the word belief i think that term belongs more in religion that which cannot be proven and you say in actual fact the belief system that governs conventional scientific thinking is an act of faith grounded in 19th century ideology and why is yeah. science so dogmatic and assumptive and less scientific, John? I believe, Mel, that it's because uh, it's it's designed to fit the agenda of the power elite. Uh, they have an agenda to fulfill, which they set about mercilessly following. And in order to perpetuate that, they uh, they they create this false version of reality, both through history and specifically through science, which is what we're talking about at the moment, in order to to kind of present a, an illusion that what they are telling us, what they want us to believe is actually true. But n- most of it, in fact, v- virtually none of it is what I would call real science. And you alluded to that at the begin- beginning there, where you said that um, real science should be about investigation and following the, you know, following the methods correctly and everything like that. But they don't they don't do that anymore if they ever did. Uh, it's all about creating this false reality that we are being sucked into every day, uh, by mainly by the media, but by things like the Internet, etc. So it, it's all false and it's all a kind of uh, smoke and mirrors kind of operation to make us believe certain things that aren't true are true. What is the connection, if any, between this 19th century belief system we call science and the Freemasons? Well, the Freemasonry has been around a long time. Freemasonry was, was uh, I mean, there's a bit of a debate as to actually when it was first started. But I think the, the, ori- the origins of it were, I think, about 1717, so the very early 18th century. And again, it was intrinsically linked to something called the Royal Society, which is, which is a British institution. I mean, it's a worldwide institution, but it's based in Britain. And all its members, just virtually all its members are Freemasons. You know, the two are intrinsically linked. So Freemasonry and the Royal Society are intrinsically linked. And I, I, I'm, I'm uh, hopefully show in the book how Freemasonry has completely taken over science and therefore rendered it totally inaccurate, untruthful, unscientific, uh, as crazy as that, as that sounds to say that scientists is, science is unscientific, which it really is. But it's that 
Freemasonic influence over all aspects of science. And we're talking about medicine, about technology, about anything you care to name. They just kind of lull us into this false sense of security about what we believe and create, as I said before, they create this illusion of reality, which which isn't real at all. It's just a make-believe world that they've manufactured to fit their own, to, to suit their own ends and to control us. Because, you know, what this is what everything that happens today is all about. It's about control of populations. Science. You know, there, there are eight, and only 8 billion of us and only a few thousand of them. The only way they can control us is by deception. Well, exactly. And, you know, when we think of the advent of the Internet, you and I are probably, you know, this last generation where we had one foot before technology, before the Internet, and one after. A lot of the people who are born in the last what, 20 years, they've always had the Internet. Now they've always had cell phones. But in our times, we had to go to the library and we had to get all this information. Right now, with the advent of the Internet, every single thing whether it's true information or misinformation, is at our disposal. But you ask somebody questions, and they always have to depend on going to the Internet. So isn't this on purpose so that in the future, and we'll discuss this later, a book burning, the Library of Alexandria, and all that stuff, but isn't this on purpose so that in the future the curators, the official cultural editors, will be able to edit anything out that they don't want the population to, to, to know? Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing that already, Mel, to be honest. Um, in fact, I was just having that discussion with somebody this morning, <laughs> quite by coincidence. And that is that, um, you know, the Internet is now being heavily censored, partly because of what's going on in the world right now. You know, they're not allowing anything that goes against the narrative to come through. But it's been a case of anything that denies the current agenda is now being slowly removed from the internet. I actually, when I was writing the book, I was writing my chapter on Flat Earth and I was doing some research on it and I saved something like 24 URLs uh, of different websites to, to go back to at a later date. And a couple of months later, I went back to those 24 URLs and 22 of them were not there anymore. There were only two and these were quite, you know, quite sort of uh, innocent type of things but but the real flat earth information had gone um you know why would that be you know i i asked myself that question and people other people should ask themselves that that question too um you know you know well, why do they remove these things from our view it's certainly not because they believe that we are being misled by them It's, it's quite the opposite, actually. They know that we're being educated by them. And this is what's happening. And, and I'm seeing it more and more and more as I, as I do my research. And obviously, I'm, I'm on the Internet a lot of the time doing that. So it's, it's becoming more and more obvious to me that that is exactly what they're doing. And we'll discuss that later because this is the most, yeah. I, I call it the most controversial topic that we discuss. But I'm always going to continue discussing it uh, because yeah. so many people want to listen. But if anybody's out there who's, who's totally against flat earth, ask yourself this question. If the elite really thought this is just a bunch of mumbo jumbo, anybody who believes this is crazy, believe me, there will be thousands of websites to confuse people, to, to just continue the, the perpetuity of the, the, the globe earth. But instead, exactly. they're removing exactly. it. And that at yeah. least should make the, the bold earthers question 
that topic. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've just had a little situation. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.